Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Pure age relives fond memories of the past. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. On this episode, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. Today, I'm starting off by thanking my patrons from Patreon.com. You can join and receive mail from my desk or from my Disneyland trips. Special thanks to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the e-ticket patrons to Nia, Eric Daniels, Joe Gamble, Scott Booker, Monica Seats Vega, Russ Romano, Michael and Christina Cross, Scott Cagle, and Sheila Harry. See ticket patrons serious inquiries only, Debbie Weinstein, Jennifer Schneep, Grace Coat, Brian Crawford, Ben and Noel Bruning, Patty Wolin, Angela Reynolds, and Aaron Moran. B ticket patrons Jeff and Paige Orton and Joshua and Exorable Tosh Bell. And the A ticket patrons Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Alexis Robles, Maggie and Henry Byers, the Disney Rewind Podcast, Angel DeBlock, and the All Aboard Podcast. You can also sign up for my new newsletter for a chance to get some postcards delivered by the USPS to your mailbox. I am your host, your post host, Clocky. And today, we have two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has the back counter of the Upjohn Pharmacy on Main Street, USA. On the top, you can see some of the more decorative lighting fixtures, and behind the counter, there's a large white scale. On the back, it reads, Late 19th Century Prescription Counter in the Upjohn Pharmacy in Disneyland. Pharmacist's balance in the background dates back to 1840s France, bust of Hippocrates to 1800. It's postmarked May 20th, 1958, with an Inglewood, Inglewood's Gold Anniversary, 1908 to 1958, cancel, and a two-cent red Jefferson postage stamp, Scott number 1033. I assume they visit the park on Monday, May 19th, 1958, when park hours were from 10 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. The weather was a high of 78 and a low of 57. Park attendance that day was 4,405. It's addressed to Mrs. Ada Newman of Visalia, California. It reads, Tuesday. We are at Velma's. Came today. She's quite thin and not at all well. This is week one of our vacation. Put my girlfriend on the train last night for Illinois. We really have been showing her around. We'll be home soon to rest. Aura and Clyde. I chose this postcard because in 1958, Disneyland added a marquee to Harper Boulevard. Back in the early days of Disneyland, there was not much built around it. Most guests could see the exit sign for Harper Boulevard or the TWA Moonliner while driving down the freeway. The Disneyland Hotel had a marquee further down the street. The Disneyland sign mimicked some of the hotel's designs, even using the flagpoles or posts to hold up the letters spelling Disneyland, each letter having their own block, and below there was a yellow banner reading Entrance, Park, and Hotel. The dynamic part of the sign was the changeable marquee under all of it. This white rectangle had three rows which allowed movable letters to inform guests of either park hours, special events, or entertainers appearing in the park. The Disneyland letters were originally black on a white background, except the D, which had a yellow background. At the top of the seven flagpoles, there were fixed pennants, which made it look like the wind was blowing north or towards the park. The sign stayed relatively unchanged until the early 1970s, when the movable letter section of the sign was changed from a white rectangle with red or black letters and numbers to a black rectangle with white letters and numbers. Looking at photos of the original marquee online, the top line was reserved for park hours. The middle line would inform guests of park closures, Mondays and Tuesdays during off-peak season, 
or about special events or guests, and the bottom line was reserved for information about the hotel. A few examples of the information about the hotel include new tower open, 1,000 guest rooms, 450 new hotel rooms, hotel and restaurant open every day, or hotel open every day, special winter rates. I'm sure the hotel could use a little extra advertising being open even when the park wasn't available. Most of the examples, which include the mention always open or open every day, also had park information on the marquee about the park being closed on Mondays or Tuesdays. Great news, Enfield Post is back up on Etsy. Grabbing some vintage stamps is a great way to plus your mail. Whether you're trying to match the color of your postcard or envelope, or adding a theme stamp to the back of your mail, be sure to check out Enfield Post. You can head over to EnfieldPost.com and explore all the different vintage stamps you can use on your next card or letter. That's E-N-F-I-E-L-D-P-O-S-T on Instagram and EnfieldPost.com for your wedding and vintage postage needs. Enfield Post is the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. The front of our next postcard has a truncated monorail blue heading down Harbor Boulevard. You can see the TWA Moonliner in the back and half of the Matterhorn on the side of the postcard. There's also several cars going down Harbor Boulevard. On the back it reads, America's first daily operating monorail trains transport passengers over a concrete highway in the sky between Disneyland and the Disneyland Hotel on the Disneyland Allweg monorail system. It's postmarked August 6, 1964 with a Glendale cancel and a four-cent Winslow Homer postage stamp, cut number 1207. I assume they visit the park on Monday, August 3rd, 1964, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to midnight. The weather was a high of 83 and a low of 65. Park attendance that day was 36,527. It's addressed to Mr. and Mrs. Dave Caffretta of Beaverton, Oregon. It reads, Dear Mildred Dave Cathy, Received your card. Thank you very much. We are so glad to see you around the 15th or 16th of this month. Mildred, we would not be home Saturday 15th. I will have my treatment from Dr. Dreer every Saturday. Sunday the 16th will be home. Mrs. Drew Margaret comes home 16th of August. Be seeing you all soon. With love, Lois Martha. When looking for a postcard with the original marquee, I couldn't find any. And looking through the Nickel Tour, a definitive guide to Disneyland postcards, I couldn't find one ever made. This card's front image is the closest to where the sign would have been. It's also interesting that the photo was edited to remove the end car of the monorail for no apparent reason. The next major change to the sign happened in the mid-1970s, when Disneyland added America on Parade. The Disneyland letters were changed to dark blue with white backgrounds. The box underneath was changed to read America on Parade in red letters on a white background and the seven flags on the top of the flagpoles were now colored red, white, and blue. Following the America on Parade promotion, the middle section changed to read, The Happiest Place on Earth, and for a while, it read, The tops of the flagpoles and the flags were also removed. A new marquee was built in the late 1980s. For a brief time in 1989, both marquees stood next to each other. The new marquee had an electronic bottom section, which allowed the park to display more information as it could change and cycle through messages. The old marquee used to be changed by hand, or with a long pole letter by letter. The new sign still had the letters Disneyland in individual boxes, but now the boxes were blue and the letters were white, and still all in the classic Gothic font. 
Below Disneyland, it read, The Happiest Place on Earth. Centered and above the letters was the castle logo, similar to the castle on the logo of this podcast, and six stationary flags, three north of the logo and pointing north, and three south of the logo and pointing south. In the mid-1990s, guests could purchase time on the new marquee for personal messages, birthday wishes, anniversaries, or other special occasions. The sign was eventually taken down on June 14, 1999, to make way for the construction of Disney's California Adventure Park. Parts of the sign were kept in storage, and famously, the Disneyland letters were sold to John Stamos for over $30,000. Currently, there are a few Disneyland signs near the entrance to the park from Harbor Boulevard, but not nearly as impressive as the two original marquees. This incoming postcard is sponsored by the Art Throwdown. Art Throwdown, or ATD, is an online craft hour on Instagram, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. Be sure to check out Monday's ATD, which is usually hosted by a paper artist, Russ Romano. I see many amazing art projects, learned about awesome postmarks, postage stamp history, and a lot more on different episodes. It's great to stop in for an hour to watch someone craft or design something unique. Each host brings something a little different to each show. I'll list some of the regular hosts, or you can follow Russ Romano 2021 on Instagram. The front of my incoming postcard reads, Goofy Greetings from Disneyland, with an image of Goofy riding a Razor scooter near a beach. He's carrying sports equipment, picnic supplies, and a sleeping bag, and he's dressed for a vacation. In the background, you can see Donald and Daisy on a sailboat. It's postmarked December 15th, 2023, with a Santa Ana Happy Holidays snow globe cancel, and a 2023 American Flag Forever postage stamp, Scott number 5787. It reads, Hey Clocky! My first ever sent from Disneyland. Writing this from the hotel room, but we'll drop it off at a mailbox on Main Street tomorrow. Chose this goofy photo because it felt like this the first few days, but settled in after day two. Christmas season is very special at Disneyland. I'm glad you got a chance to enjoy it a few weeks ago. Your pal, Kelvin. Happy holidays. Thank you so much for the postcard, Kelvin. I'm sad we missed each other by about a week and a half. But it's also funny that it took this postcard over two weeks to arrive. I just picked it up in my mailbox on Thursday, January 4th. It looked like you had a great time in the park, based on your fun Instagram photos. Maybe next time, we'll catch each other when you're down. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would be helpful to share your favorite episode to a friend or on social media. There are over 200 to choose from. It would also help to leave a five-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at sentfromdisneyland or on Twitter at sentfromdisney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard addressed to sentfromdisneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its host and guest of the Sent from Disneyland podcast.